Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. A charter plane service in Las Vegas is offering people rides to nowhere so they can have sex in the air. Oh, fun, said a polar bear in 60-degree weather. <laughs> These are some dark jokes, man. This <laughs> will get him back. After three giraffes died. <laughs> After three giraffes died at the Dallas Zoo in less than a month, officials are investigating if the deaths are connected. Some are beginning to suspect that this could be the work of notorious serial killer Giraffery Dahmer. Wow. Wow, what? I know. Terrible. I thought that was the worst joke I've ever heard. I mean, the first joke was just obscure and odd. And well, the that climate change thing. Yeah, yeah, I got that. Mm-hmm. Mirthless. Um, the Rittenhouse trial is in the closing argument stage. I don't believe the jury has received the case yet. And you're predicting they deliberate for 10 minutes? Oh, yeah. Unless they serve lunch, then it will be lunch in 10 minutes. Yeah, there's just there's nothing. I mean, there could be some lunatic holdout who just, I don't know, hates teenagers who, or he thinks the kid was so unwise he ought to be convicted of something in spite of the facts. And they'll hold out for a while till the rest of the jurors browbeat them into submission. But no, there's no way they get a conviction. I don't know how closely you followed this. I didn't follow it that much. Uh, Joe followed it fairly closely. Mm-hmm. A lot of America apparently did not. And then you were misled by whatever news source you took in. Let me read a little from Tim Carney's column. And the examiner today, old friend of the Armstrong and Getty show, Tim Carney. We used to have him on all the time. Good dude. Good man, yeah. What percentage of Democrats believe Kyle Rittenhouse shot black men is his headline. Oh, boy, yeah. It's hard to avoid the conclusion that some liberal outlets want to fool their readers about what happened the night Kyle Rittenhouse shot three men. We should study how successful those outlets have been on this score of misinforming, or to be more charitable, how ineffective the largest outlets have been on the task of accurately informing the public. It's a good way to look at the slanted way the media present the facts of the shootings and misrepresent the trial. For instance, after one of the men Rittenhouse shot, Gage Grosskreutz, testified that he pointed his gun at Rittenhouse before Rittenhouse shot him. We talked about that a lot last week. The media coverage of the testimony regularly admitted that very fact. Omitted or admitted? Omitted. So while we were playing the clip where the dude on the stand said, yeah, I did. He didn't shoot me until I pointed my gun at him. Your MSNBCs and your CNNs left that part out. Doesn't fit the narrative. That's all they care about, the narrative. Here are three major outlets declaring the verdict mid-trial. Here's CBS Mornings. Kyle Rittenhouse testified in his murder trial yesterday, breaking down in tears as he told the jury he murdered two men at a Black Lives Matter protest last year. Wow. That's from CBS That's their own tweet. Let me read that again in case you didn't catch it. Kyle Rittenhouse testified in his murder trial yesterday, breaking down in tears as he told the jury he murdered two men at a Black Lives Matter protest last year in (laughs) self-defense. That's kind of what they're there trying to decide in the courtroom, CBS, whether he murdered them or killed them in self-defense. And I would say the, the wording of that, mentioning it's at a Black Lives Matter protest, is to insinuate that he killed black people knowing that you might not know that or and or well right because that's unquestionably true but also that anybody who dared resist those righteous and beautiful protests in any way those mostly peaceful protests is an awful person obviously let me read on 
This is pretty good. There are hundreds of other details we could harp on. For instance, check out this Washington Post podcast in which the host says Rittenhouse lives in a different state without naming it. That makes it sound like he lives far away. In reality, Rittenhouse lives in Antioch, Illinois, which borders Wisconsin. His closest Costco is the one just outside of Kenosha. Mm-hmm. How many people were misled by that one? Crossed state lines. The Costco he goes to, you cross state lines. That's how close he is to Kenosha. Right. So, in other words, it was completely irrelevant. Yeah, I was it Glenn Greenwald or Matt Taibbi had a had a bitter chuckle at that he said uh all of a sudden the act of crossing state lines is seen with great gravity by the mainstream media. That that is absolutely amazing. That was a non that was a fact that didn't even need to be included at all. The fact that he lives just across the state line. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he practically lives a straddle it, but they act like it's some grave and, 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 and significant act that he crossed state lines. His dad lives in Kenosha. He lives in the first town in Illinois. They're yeah, right so, there. So it's like going from uh, Kansas City, Missouri to Kansas City, Kansas, or back and yeah. forth. Mm-hmm, sure. like. Yeah. Similarly, writes Tim Carney, uh, journalists could all defend their weird commentary about race in this story. Again, the Washington Post podcast says Rittenhouse shot three protesters. The protests were over the police shooting of a young black man named Jacob Blake. The hosts worry that if Rittenhouse is acquitted, it would embolden anti-black figures to believe if you shoot them, you might be able to get away with it. The hosts never mentioned that Rittenhouse shot three white men and zero non-white men, but they never explicitly claim anything different. Of course, you'd be led to a different conclusion if you didn't know any better. And they know that. Sure. Um... And there's a bunch of other examples of that. Oh, we got to get to this part. Um, he suspects that more than one-third of Democrats would get all four of these questions wrong. How many miles from home do you think Kyle Rittenhouse traveled to get to Kenosha? Did Rittenhouse carry a gun across state lines before arriving in Kenosha? Oh, yeah, that's a part that's left out a lot. The gun was in Wisconsin at his dad's house, I guess. So he did not carry a gun across state lines. He carried his body across state lines Barely, because as we pointed out, he lives like right on the border. But the gun was in Wisconsin where it was purchased. So that was a non-issue also. How many times did you hear he carried this gun across state lines? A thousand if you followed this at all? Well, that never happened. How many black men did Rittenhouse shoot? A lot of people would get that. Were any of the men Rittenhouse shot armed? A lot of people would get that wrong, too. Mm-hmm. I would love to hear the answer to that poll and then take a full look at our media and how good a job it does is informing people. Everything is clickbait. Yeah, it's just everything. It's it's very frustrating. Like I always say, well, I I stole this from Tucker Carlson. Everybody's playing with the idea of a race war, kind of like acting like it'd be kind of fun if you could create a race war. It ain't going to be fun. A lot of clicks there, though. Mm, A lot of clicks. I'm looking at from the outskirts of Antioch to the outskirts of Kenosha. It might take you 12 or 13 minutes to drive. I mean, I can't go to the grocery store in that time. It's cheek bajowl. And unless you're on the interstate, you wouldn't even realize you'd left one state and gone into the other. You might have some strong feelings about whether or not Rittenhouse should have been there or carrying a gun, shooting him or whatever. But I'll tell you one thing that is a non-issue, the fact that he lived barely outside the state lines. That has nothing to do with any of the discussions. He crossed state lines, Jack. Okay. 
All ah, right, fantastic. Uh, we should do a quick Fisher, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Warrior Foundation Freedom Station update when we come back here in just a couple of minutes. Indeed. And uh, see where we are. Gladys, limber up. Gladys has got to limber up for her drum roll. Really been tight on the drum rolls this morning, Gladys. Just do it. Can she do a practice one? Just a practice. We're not going to give the total. Listen to that. Oh, yeah. That's good. You had to keep it tight in the trenches of World War One, Jack, playing a drum roll. Thank you, I mean, Gladys. You, no flailing elbows. There's no room, literally. So... <laughs> You got a, a like a, a, a modern era crime update to come. I don't know. I just I don't know. Some of it is just so tiresome. They've had to shut another San Francisco Walgreens. This one not over crime, but over a rat infestation. Whoa! Too come many for the rats. Crime, stay for the rats. Too many rats to have your Walgreens open. Well, you got to think creatively. You know what? Somebody shows up for a prescription. You'd strap it to the back of a rat, <laughs> have them run to the other end of the store and deliver it. That way you don't get as crowded in the pharmacy. You got a bunch of sick people there. Exactly. Hey, uh, Willard, see that lady in the yellow dress? Run us over there, would you? Now with our new extra quick rat delivery service. (laughs) You you turn it into a positive. You make lemonade out of lemons. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly not a bad idea. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. All right, Chuck, winner and loser. Well, my loser is anybody who put any credence in the Steele dossier, which has been uh, thoroughly exploded, and we referred to the fact that my newspaper, unfortunately, had to print a retraction on that. I would point people to Eric Wemple's coverage of that story uh, in our paper as well. Charles Lane there, a lefty, uh, referring to his paper, he writes for the Washington Post and saying the Steele dossier has been thoroughly exploded and talks about the long piece that was written in the Washington Post over the weekend, retraction of a whole bunch of articles that they had written over the years and how wrong they got it. Um, Adam Schiff, however, the Democrat who chairs the Intelligence Committee, apparently got not... the smallest, thinnest neck I've ever seen. That's, That's a good point, too, yeah. He does not apparently feel that the Steele dossier has been thoroughly exploded, as the Washington Post says, as he was on Meet the Press yesterday. I don't regret saying that we should investigate claims of someone who, frankly, was a well-respected British intelligence uh, officer. Uh, and we couldn't have known, of course, years ago that we would year- learn years later that someone who was a primary source lied to him. Uh, Steele did reveal that the Russians were trying to help elect Donald Trump. That turned out to be all too true. Uh, and in fact, the Trump campaign chairman was giving internal campaign polling data to Russian intelligence while Russian intelligence was trying to help elect Donald Trump. So the the top line there of Russian help uh, and Trump willingness to accept it, make use of it, proved all too accurate. He's a fairly skilled liar. He's been caught in such an enormous lie. If you didn't know the background, you, you might buy what he just said. 
Everybody has known the Steele dossier was a load of crap since the very beginning, including Adam Schiff. And he hammered hard the close collusion. He mentioned specific pieces of evidence, quote-unquote evidence, in the Steele dossier over and over again as evidence that the Trump campaign and Trump himself colluded with Vlad Putin, knowing it was a load of ass. So he is just such a liar. Right, and him going on all those shows all those times saying, I've seen the intelligence... I have seen the, you know, and he talked, he actually said that the president he believed was a Russian asset. Right. Bullshit. Based on the things he had seen. And it turns out he didn't see anything uh, special that we hadn't already seen. The stuff we'd seen turned out to be crap. So you got a guy from the Washington Post who made their living off of this thing for years uh, talking about how the Steele dossier has been exploded and uh, that their paper had to print all these retractions. Meanwhile... Adam Schiff, because he's a politician and can't admit wrongdoing, uh, sticking with it. So that's that's enough on that stupid freaking story. Well, yeah, uh, although it's just you can't overestimate how evil he is and what damage he did to America and just for his own good. It's just sick. Anyway, speaking of sick, uh, the few one of the few Walgreens and that's still open in San Francisco, most of them closing because of the rampant theft, the decriminalizing uh, of crime and the uh, the, the violence and property crime and people going into uh, Walgreens with shopping carts, filling them up with the most expensive goods they can find, walking out with impunity. The rest of it, CVS is likewise. Uh, one of the few that remains open is had to close because of an infestation in rats. San Francisco recently named the fifth most rat-infested city in the U.S. This is the No Valley Walgreens. Uh, apparently, inspectors ordered the entire location closed after determining the establishment, quote, posed imminent health hazards that cannot immediately be corrected. The store's food was contaminated and or adulterated by vermin and gnaw marks and rat droppings observed on containers of noodles, flowers, other food products, a severe rat infestation. Is a sick enough? Unbelievable. They don't have uh, they don't have the uh, scooters at Walgreens. You just ride the rats. They have rat pulled chariots that the oldsters can jump in. Wow! Again, I think they ought to deputize the rats to deliver uh, the uh, prescriptions throughout the store. Uh, do you have my uh, prescription ready, Joe Getty? Uh, just it'll just be a minimus Getty. If you'd like to keep shopping, we will send the prescription via rat back. So. And then they have a little rat in a the corner. Uh, there he is. He's wearing a uh, black hoodie and a, and a white Armstrong and Getty T-shirt. And the rat, weak, weak, weak. And then as soon as my prescription is ready, out it comes. You tip the rat if you like. It's optional. A little chunk of cheese. I suggest, yeah, a little chunk of cheese. <laughs> maybe, maybe a dollar. Rat's got to eat too, huh? Uh, it's hard when you get older to know what's in and out, what's popular and what's not. Do you know what's out, surprisingly, according to the Wall Street Journal? High-waisted jeans. I read that the other day. That sure doesn't seem to be true around my super hipster college. Well, I think there's a transition period. You know, you, you've invested in your high-waisted mom jeans that are hip for a cup of coffee. You know, you, you, you can't just run straight out and buy the low-waisted ones mm, again. I don't know. Uh, I don't know about jeans, but according to the Wall Street Journal, AirPods are out Corded headphones are back in, hmm. and all the young, cool people are back to wearing the corded headphones. My biggest question with that is, what do you plug them into? I don't own a phone that's got a plug. Oh, you got you to get the uh, little adapter thing, so you plug it into the charger hole, right? 
I guess. Because your iPhone doesn't have a little right. headphone yeah, my, jack on it. My, I have corded headphones that charge into the, or plug into the charger hole. Okay. I, I really love my ear pods, my AirPods, but I know when I'm working out, they're way too easy to knock out. All right. So I bought AirPods I've ne- I, months ago, and I haven't taken them out of the box yet. So I never got around to So they went out of style in the amount of time that I had them <laughs> sitting in my box. Yeah, you got to charge them too. So, uh. so they the, well, well, that's part of it. So the Wall Street Journal was looking, trying to figure out why it's like it seemed like these were the hottest Christmas gift in America for like three years in a row. Because I tried to buy them every Christmas season and it was impossible. You couldn't find them anywhere in the country. Um, why? Why did it go from being the hottest gift item in the nation for a couple of years to out of style? And their guess is one: the fact that you have to charge them is while it's not super inconvenient, I suppose, it is something. You never have to charge your ones that you're just dangly ear thing ones. Mm -hmm. And the main guess they have by interviewing young people who have gone back to the corded ones is the corded ones make it more obvious to everyone that you've got ear pods in and people leave you alone. The ones without the cord on the side, people are interrupting you all the time. Hmm. The I'm in a bubble. Leave me alone. You, you you can't talk. You can't start up a conversation with me sitting next to me on the bus or the plane or whatever. Works better if you got the cord on them, and people enjoy that aspect of it. Does that make any sense to you? It, it does. I find it somewhat troubling, but yeah, I guess that's true. Hmm. Yeah, with me, it's just the falling out thing. Maybe I have big cavernous ears or something <laughs> like that. But yeah, that's one of the reasons that I don't know why I bought them. They're they're not cheap. They're like three hundred fifty bucks. I just assumed they would fall out all the time, so I haven't even opened the box yet. I love mine. I have no you problems do. with them. Yeah, yeah I know. Sean loved his, too. I think that isn't... I, I have started to talk to people many times who then point to their ear and they got the ear pods thing. You don't mm. do that when you got the cord coming out. I think In that my might, isolation bubble. I think that might be a major factor. If you want to be left alone in an airport, you got to have the cord. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Um, we'll get to the total here in a second. I dare say this is the best start we've ever had to raising money for Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. And I didn't. Joe and I were talking about this the other day. We didn't know, you know, how it was going to go because, despite the fact that the stock market hits a record, like freaking every day, practically crazy yep. consumer confidence is low inflation is the highest it's been in 30 years so i don't know how people are feeling about giving money to charities but we'll hit you with the total here in a little bit we've had some great donations um do i want to read all of these jack's hair piece i mentioned donated 25 dollars. sean's dig- digital ape is in for 10 dollars. Mm. if you haven't a ca- modest donation but appreciate it if you haven't caught on you can leave a if you can leave your name if you'd like your name on there you can be anonymous when you donate show up on the website anonymous or you can have something funny like you know the thing donated ten dollars <laughs> hunter biden's art studios in for a hundred yes. bucks the lg brandon school of integrity and saying accurate and clever stuff donated 25 or 250 bucks Wow. Let's go. Brandon is for 50. Brandon B- B- McBrandon faces in for 500. Um, Sleepy Chuck Todd, I mentioned that. Was it another one I wanted to hit those? Uh, Biden's diaper bag, $2,500 or 25 bucks. I don't, I, I don't, I don't approve of that. True international pressure. I hate to say that. You know, I, I, first of all, before I get to my question, 
An original member of Tony, Tony, Tony donated $12. <laughs> Shout out to London Breed, the idiot mayor of San Francisco That's there. That's funny. Presiding over that rat-infested and crime-infested enclave. Uh, so Warrior Foundation Freedom Station does this incredible job helping our warriors who are, are, are wounded, uh, traumatic brain injury, whatever, um, amputations, prosthetics, and at the worst time in their lives, help them get back on their feet, uh, provide transitional housing, a supportive environment, uh, their, their peers to help them on the road to recovery, and they do miraculous things. Four-star charity, according to Charity Navigator, of course, again, they squeeze dimes until they scream, and they really are responsible with your donated dollars helping our heroes. So, again, it's Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. It's not the one with a similar name. Here's how you make it easy. You go to armstrongandgetty.com to donate, armstrongandgetty.com. Now, you do raise a lot of money a little bit at a time. There's no doubt about that. Of course, that is incredibly important. But, as always, I want to know, where my whales be at? Where are my whales? We need a whale. I hear a whale. I hear a whale. Oh, wait a minute. Yar. There be multiple whales in the water. The Kamala. Wow, this is a combination. This I whales. Pipe down a little, would you? <laughs> I realize you're Leviathans of the Sea, but uh, this is a combo whale slash hilarious name. The Kamala Harris Improv Academy contributed a thousand dollars. Wow, wow, that's got to be in tribute to uh, her her latest moving speech. I mean, this is practically I have a dream. This is practically the Gettysburg Address. Let's go ahead and pay tribute. Clip twenty three, Michael. We must together work together to see where we are where we are headed, where we are going, and our vision for where we should be, but also see it as a moment, yes, to together address the challenges <laughs> and to work on the opportunities. <sighs> wow. Was she waiting for someone to deliver her script or what? <laughs> Killing time? <laughs> that was me writing a paper as a sophomore. Wow. That's what that was. <laughs> wow. I have to I have 500 words? Okay, let me wrap it up here. So uh, thank you to Fred Brechtel for his $3,000 contribution. John Harris with a grand podcast thief. $83 times 12 months a year. Uh, $1,000 contribution. Some fine, fine whales. And, of course, Hank, whose pronouns are Earl and his royal brandonness, contributed $1,000. Thank you, whales. Uh, You builders, you developers out there, you're making crazy money. How about you? Anybody who's had an extra great uh, year because of COVID, you got to donate heavily. If you're in real estate, you owe it to God, to mankind, to karma. Agents, brokers, the the, uh, appraisers, all of y'all, we need a good contribution from you. Yeah, exactly. To to whom much is given, much is expected or something. God said that. That's right. Um, uh, we need a total. Let's do it. Come on. Hit me the drum roll. There you go, Gladys. This is the biggest start we've ever had. We've only been at this for, what, three hours now. Already for Warrior Foundation Freedom Station, $57,309. Nice. Nice start, everybody. Oh, by far the biggest start we've ever had. I'm a little worried by by building it up like this. People will slow down and think there's no urgency. We want to raise a half a million dollars in five shows. That's a heck of a an ask. So uh, please go to armstrongandgetty.com. It just takes like a minute or two. It's pretty darn easy. All right. Yeah, yeah, uh, and yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to breed complacency. It's a nice start, right. but we've got a long road, a long road to cover. 
You know who ought to donate uh, generously is Timothy Edmonds of the United Auto Workers, former official accused of embezzling more than $2 million in union funds. It's amazing how often those big-time union heavyweights are embezzling. Oh, yeah, please. It's so mobbed up. The unions exist to profit. Don't confuse the union members with the unions themselves. The unions themselves don't care about America. They don't care about the economy. They frequently don't care about their workers. They just care about getting rich, being the liaison between the workers and the management. But, yeah, this guy, uh, $2 million somehow. That's funny. He was the financial secretary slash treasurer, which has got to be the most sought-after position in the union. Uh, gambled extensively, spent lavishly on high-end vehicles, luxury clothing, and firearms. Uh, that's funny. He's not going to be able to own those firearms anymore. He faces embezzlement, money laundering, and other charges. Uh, he'll be going to the Who's Gal for some time, prob- probably. Charges part of a wide-ranging corruption probe that sent more than a dozen people to prison since the first charges were filed in 2017. So this has been going on for quite some time. Turns out, by the way, and this is absolutely worth uh, mentioning in context of the story, three former Chrysler executives have received prison terms ranging from 12 to 66 months because they were bribing the union goons. These illegal payments took various forms, including extravagant meals, rounds of golf, lavish parties, and an array of personal items paid for by credit cards um, to uh, ease up on their demands. So the the execs bribed the union goons. Everybody got rich. Everybody partied like crazy to hell with the consumers and the workers. Nice. Awesome. So the Rittenhouse trial, they're in the closing arguments today. I would guess today that the jury is going to get the uh, the case. And uh, I believe I read over the weekend that National Guard, security, somebody's been sent to Kenosha in preparation for possible rioting and that sort of stuff yeah, when the, this kid the, walks yeah. out, of, out of the courthouse. Yeah, they're anticipating <laughs> ugly violence and riots because, of course, when the left doesn't get their way, they're allowed to. Although they, the, the Wisconsin is trotting out the National Guard preemptively, which I think is smart. They tried letting people riot. Didn't end up so good. Which gets to this. Um, I was happy to see this over the weekend. Freddie DeBoer, I don't know if you know him as a uh, thinker-writer sort of thing. He's a, a lefty, and his his main point with the whole Rittenhouse thing was kids shouldn't have been there with a gun. Um, uh, he thinks the kid should be guilty of something, blah, 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 and is worried about guns, all that sort of stuff. He's on that side of politics, but he did write this over the weekend, and this is absolutely true and something we've been talking about a lot. When you condone chaos... You condone the consequences of chaos. It's our old friend, the inevitable consequences of our own beliefs. In other words, if you're going to allow all kinds of rioting and burning down buildings and throwing things at cops and all that sort of stuff in cities all across America, if you're going to allow that, then you're going to have stuff like this happen. It's like all the awful stuff that happens in war. I mean, just if you're going to allow this sort of violence on the sides, you're going to have all kinds of things you can't justify. Well, right. I was just going to say it reminds me of the letting loose the dogs of war, letting loose the dogs of rioting. We got this note from uh, Mike, listener Mike. Uh, Guys, wait a minute. Wisconsin's governor going to have the National Guard ready in case of riots after the Rittenhouse verdict? Had this been his response last year to the riots, there would have never been a trial in the first place, right? I thought they were cool with riots from the left. 
if it were probably going to be a guilty verdict, he would not be preparing for violence from the right. It's always from the same folks that caused the problem in the first place. Um, I've come to hate everything. He signs off. Well, that's not probably real healthy, but it's it's not exclusively violence from the left, but mostly. But again, here's a guy writing who is a pro Rittenhouse being found guilty of something. But he said in his headline, "When you condone chaos, you condone the consequences of the chaos." And he mentioned uh, all the uh, media coverage around the rioting after the George Floyd thing. Here's a pro riot piece. Here's another pro-riot piece. Here's another pro-riot piece. Here's a pro-rioting interview. Here's a pro-looting interview. Here's a riots aren't necessarily good, but they do good things piece. And he lists all of the media outlets there, uh, cable news channels, people writing, podcasting, everything like that, who were explaining away rioting. Well, if you're going to do that, you're going to end up with things like the Kyle Rittenhouse story. You just are. Right, and it's so disingenuous, I mean, to sit there with your hands flapping, oh my, I'm getting the vapors, the riots we encouraged and permitted caused violence, and people reacted badly to it, oh my, I never saw that coming. I mean, it's just so, it's so dishonest. As if you can unleash those forces, then control them, or or disavow any responsibility for when things go sideways. What a crazy period that was in our nation's history. I'll never forget when I went to my uh, Target down the street here from the radio station. Shortly after that, I went over to the Target to to buy something, and they said, you'll have to take that up front. I said, how come? Because usually when you bought video games and stuff, you you paid for them in the back. And they said, uh, because people broke into the Target and took all our cash registers. And I hadn't heard that. The rioting was so prevalent and so not a big deal, according to the media. I didn't even know that the Target down the street, all their cash registers had been stolen. That's how crazy the world had gotten. Yeah. Yeah. Just nobody even cared. No, of course the Target got looted. And robbed and ransacked. Uh, That's what happens. Nothing to see here. Right, exactly. Hardly worth coverage. Besides, it makes me feel uncomfortable as a lefty journalist. I'd rather not mention it. I hope we never go through something like that again. I think we probably will. Uh, We're going to finish strong. We always do. That's our hallmark. Elon Musk sold nearly $5 billion in Tesla stock after he polled his followers on Twitter and they told him to do it. Which is good news because the poll's other option was kill a drifter. (laughs) (laughs) So Elon Musk over the weekend, uh, Bernie Sanders, the senator, the socialist center, had tweeted out, uh, We must demand the extremely wealthy pay their fair share, period. To which Elon Musk tweeted back, I keep forgetting you're still alive. <laughs> that's, that's not helpful. No. Oh, my God. What kind of a response is that? Political Sanders. We have another joke from Saturday Night Live. Senator Josh Hawley, whose middle name is um actually, said in a speech that after years of being told their manhood is the problem, men are turning to pornography and video games, which is not true. I also drink. <laughs> That was funny. That was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, Alex, uh, in the newsroom, is not in the newsroom today, part of the Armstrong and Getty show. He had jury duty, 
And he just texted us, the defendant never showed, so we were released, no jury duty. The defendant, I smell a warrant. What happens? Oh, is that what happens? Oh, yeah. So There's you're on, a warrant out for his arrest, no doubt. So you, you're on trial for something and you just don't show up. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure his defense attorney is uh, chagrined. And then so is that like a declaration of being guilty or are you just going to be thrown in jail and then you start the trial all over again from, but you're in jail the whole time? Right, they'll probably uh, they'll uh, serve you with a warrant for failure to appear, and there's a fine involved, and they may indeed take you into custody to make sure you show up for your trial the next time they try to start it. But that's uh, that's no, no, that's not a declaration of being guilty. I mean, it's just it's a declaration of you're an idiot for sure. Either that, or you're on the lam for the rest of your life. Which one is it, son? Beto O'Rourke announced he's running for Texas governor. So do with that what you will. That's hilarious. I didn't see this TikTok video. It's some young blonde chick who wanted her picture taken with O.J. Simpson. You, you, you know his history with young blondes? No. Young, attractive blondes? Anyway, the TikTok video is O.J. Simpson fan denies his kiss attempt in awkward TikTok video. So apparently he tried to kiss her on the cheek, and then she reacted in a funny way. But you were, you did ask for a selfie with him. Yeah. Of course, that might have just been to, like, can you believe who I ran into the bar? Sure, boundaries though. He doesn't get the smooch no, 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 on her. No, 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 no. Come on now. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't want to get that close to his stabbing hand. No. Damn. The military, the Pentagon, is having their eighty-two million dollars Super Bowl of robots soon. They announced this contest several years ago. It's a three-year competition among the best companies out there for building robots. Wow. Particularly around needs of the Pentagon, which usually have to do with either killing people or dismantling bombs or whatever. Yeah, yeah, a lot of uses, but man, I'd love to have a front row seat to that Super Bowl. I'd rather no have that than the real one. Oh yeah, no kidding. It'd be way more interesting. Eighty two million dollars in total prize money for the Super Bowl of robots. Mm. Uh the question in the uh, article I read was uh, how long until humans are obsolete? That always comes up when you start talking about robots and artificial intelligence and all that. And that's an ongoing. I've, I've been obsolete for years. You'll get used to it. <laughs> Nobody actually needs me anymore. I'm kind of handy to have around. There are several people who are kind of fond of me, but in terms of like actual usefulness, mm, you raised your kids. Yes. First of all, I I produced them. Produced and Let's raised. Let's not skip kids. that. That was that was a fun part of it. But so, I yeah. raised them, I sent them off to adulthood, they are now breeding age themselves, and clearly, nature is uh, pushing me out of the way as quickly as I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still am, uh, my kids are still uh, young, 9 and 11, so I'm still not obsolete, I still have a role to play. Yeah. But, but I get it, once you're done with that, there's really no need for you on the planet. Well, that's why you're so much more vital than I am these days. I'm barely even alive, I, I still fog a mirror, but not very foggy. There's a hole in the show, and you know it's time to go. It's time for Final Thoughts on your feet. <laughs> Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Thank you. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew, including Michelangelo, our technical director, pressing the buttons. Michael, final thought. Yeah, gas is expensive, so get yourself a siphon hose and take that money that you've saved and donate it to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. There you go. <laughs> Steal gas and donate your savings. Okay, just want to make sure I follow that. Young Alex uh, ran off for jury duty. We'll talk to him tomorrow. Jack, do you have a final thought for us? Uh, one of my thoughts is do go to armstrongandgetty.com and donate to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. There's a banner on there. 
It's super easy to do. Um, so please do that today. I, I don't usually do political final thoughts, but I just saw a poll. It's been 40 years since one party has such an advantage going into midterm elections in the polls as the Republicans do over the Democrats now. Hmm. Wow, interesting. For whatever that's worth. My final thought, my youngster's in town with a boyfriend. We've been whining and dining and, and going around doing touristy stuff. I've eaten more fried food in the last 72 hours yes. than I have in the previous 25 I'm years. I'm pro. Get an onion ring tower. Oh, my God. That's what you need. The fried shrimps and the fried chickens there and the go. onion ring and the French fries. and the, Oh, my God. Oh, we went out for sushi last night. Oh, so good. So fishy. <laughs> Too many fried things. That's not though. fried food, sushi. Some of it is, yeah. You got tempura shrimp. Tempura means fried. It's a fancy mm. word that means fried. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, too much. Got to get my arteries reamed out again. Armstrong and Getty arriving up another grueling four hour workday. So many people to thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com to donate to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. If you ever miss a chunk of the show, you can get to the podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand, at armstrongandgetty.com. If there's something we ought to be talking about, send it along in an email, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Keep it short. You podcasters listening in the future, make sure you donate money at armstrongandgetty.com. Uh, and we'll have totals throughout tomorrow. Actually, we're going to talk to some warriors who benefited from Freedom Station tomorrow. See then, God bless America. My word for today is... Idiots. Damn. You should hear about how everybody talks about me. I'm rubber and you're glue. Bad names bounce off me and stick to you. It's just the way it is. You can look at it. Half cup full, half cup empty. I want winners. So, let's go out with a bang. We a baby in order to form a wall. Perfect, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, really that long, you say? On that high note, thank you all very much. Arms, on and Getty.